Welcome to A Match Made in Space. Uh, I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Wolter. And we are a married couple just showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. Yeah, yeah so, you know, because basically, you know, uh, the two of us were both three years old uh, on New Year's Day in 1980, and we were 13 years old on New Year's Day in 1990. So, you know, basically our earliest memories are really the 80s, and, you know, our entire childhood was spent in the 80s. So Right, and, and it was uh, interesting because when we became, we, we were friends before we ever got married, and we were t- chatting one day and realizing, oh, we were born in the same year, and oh, I remember this TV show, I remember that movie. And then we hit this point where it'd be like, oh, but do you remember this? And it was like, oh, I don't remember that movie. And he would mention one, do you remember this? And I'd be like, oh, I, I've heard of that movie, but I've never seen it. And it became this sort of long-running joke that it's like, well, I'm going to show you this movie, or I'm going to show you that movie. And um, we we just, th- that's sort of how this whole idea got born. Was, right, and, and basically it was one of those things where we both are uh, attention fanatics and you know maybe maybe the term is whore uh, would be more accurate and so we uh you know said if we're gonna show this we might as well you know share with everyone else uh you know total strangers and and our and our friends like what the heck we think of these movies uh because pay attention to us, please. Absolutely. So our first movie, um, and, and that will be me uh, introducing you to the movie for this episode. And next episode, John will introduce his movie. Um, the, this, this particular episode, um, I decided to show John Over the Top, a lovely romp of Sylvester Stallone fame. In the, yes, in the, uh, in the high, you know, the high energy, fast paced world of uh, semi-professional arm wrestling. <laughs> Is it semi-professional or is it more like well, amateur? I, mean, they're, they're I thought re- it was. Well, I mean, they're get, they're doing it for money. So well, I they're doing it's... it for money, but I don't know if I would call I, that semi-professional. I well, mean, I, mean, I don't I, think. I mean, they don't actually have. Sp- Vegas has sponsors. Well, but I, mean, I don't think they have sponsors. Well, I mean, he, he's he's all right. All right. Essentially, it's it's kind of an organized hustling game, apparently. Yeah. You know where like these guys apparently apparently this was a big deal in the eighties, like the mechanical bull was in the seventies. <laughs> like judging by you know like like not to jump too far ahead, but judging by later in the movie, there's a scene where they are they actually have a built-in arm wrestling table in this bar. Uh, you know, so obviously. I, I mean, I was like 10 in 1986, 87, whenever this thing came out, uh, you know, and I don't remember arm wrestling being a huge thing. I mean, I did it with my friends occasionally and lost a lot because I was a little scrawny kid. Uh, but I apparently it was really sweeping the nation so much so that, you know, they, they had to you know make an exploitation film about it uh, of sorts. Right. You know, so this is, you know. This was a big thing, I, I, I guess. So, and I, I guess it was a money-making venture. I mean, he made a thousand bucks right off the bat the first time you see him. Let's tell them a little bit about um, how, like, the, the guts of the the information, who the director is, and all that kind of right. Of stuff. course, okay, yeah. So let's it, just give them okay, the background. So if you don't top, know. Uh, I said '86 by mistake, and why? Which is why I corrected myself because for some reason my brain wants this movie to be in '86. I keep saying that, but the box says '87. So does IMDb, and so, so. does IMDb. So I'm going to go ahead and trust these two sources uh, that, uh, that that over the top. It's a it's uh, directed by uh, Menachem, Menachem Golan. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Ali, you're Jewish. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a really bad Jew. So uh, I have right. no I, idea. I was, I was setting her up because she, she, she doesn't. I'm a bad Jew. She's a terrible Jew. Um, but uh, of, of the famous uh, Golan Globus product or Golan Gol- Globus, however it's pronounced, production team, which uh, that was basically my, literally my first thought when the movie came on and the, that name came up. I was like, of course, uh, you know, because those they were such a part of like really good trashy mediocre 80s movies <laughs> you know like you know they're they're behind so many like terrible chuck norris movies and michael dudikoff american ninja movies and uh you know i think they did the last american produced the last american virgin you know which i'm 
I suspect we will be bringing that one in the, into play later yeah. if uh, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, so at but anyway, he was the director, so obviously his cousin <laughs> was a uh, Globus was a uh, was the producer. Uh, the, it was written by a man with the uh, incredibly pseudonym sounding name of Sterling Siliphant, but Jeez. I looked him up on Wikipedia and it seemed like it was his real name. Uh, but of course, it was co-written by you know. Academy Award-winning screenwriter Sylvester Stallone. That's right. Uh, you know when you and you can tell because the movie consists of several montages and some really good 1980s every man for himself sort of philosophy built oh, into it. Oh, but we will we will we'll get, get to, to that. Don't yeah. worry. And, uh, and and of course mentioning that, of course it stars Sylvester Stallone, and then it I it stars starts becoming less important after Sylvester Sloan this movie. The next name you'll recognize is Robert Loggia, and the name after that you'll recognize is basically no one. You'll mm. recognize faces, maybe. Yeah. You're like, oh, I saw that kid in some movie, you know, or something. But it's, yeah, there's really nobody starring in this movie except Stallone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, and, it's really his, yeah. uh, it's his tour de force. And Robert Loggia is playing that 80s villain that, you know, like, he, I mean, I, not that Robert Loge is not a great actor. He's a fine actor. We'll, well, get, to Robert, we'll get to that. We'll get to but, uh, you know, the, the, he's playing a part that could have been played by anyone. Clue Gulliger, uh, you know, <laughs> could have done it. Like, uh, Ben Gazzara would have been able to do it. Like, any, basically, like, any of your, like, rotating stable of 80s villains could have done it. So let's, let's, let's just, like, open this movie up for everybody and kind of give them sort of the background of... Uh, of uh, so opening shot is, you know, it <laughs> comes up with this font that is so... Oh, it looks like the font for, like, a heavy metal album. It's it looks like... like something from, like, an album by Crocus or and something. And you really do feel like you're about to see, a, a, you know, an action-based yeah, film. Right, and that, that, that's that's one of the biggest problems it... I had with this movie was accepting in my heart that this is not what I wanted it to be well, well, <laughs> at all. For, and you would think that if you kept the movie on mute at the very beginning but the music that comes oh. up at the beginning oh, of this oh I forgot to mention see, like opening scene of this movie okay. let me, let me is... dial this back a, a second because one thing I want to mention also from the production team of this movie is the entire soundtrack was written and produced by Giorgio Moroder who or I, I, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced that's how I've, I've always read it uh, who is you know a huge name in like synth pop and electro disco and he did some amazing work with people you know he produced a lot of 70s disco a lot of Donna Summer songs uh I you know he produced David Bowie's Cat People song that was used so incredibly in uh in Inglorious Bastards he he also produced the Neverending Story song which is I guess it's fun nostalgia but uh, not necessarily great so he's he's a little spotty and this is the spottiest end of the spectrum uh, right now yeah and so you, inappropriate comes to mind yeah you open up on the movie and I mean you know Sly is in the movie you feel like all right this is gonna be some sort of you, you kind of know it's about he's a trucker and an arm wrestling and you see this font pop up and you open up and it's this gorgeous view of the mountains and you just you get yeah. this you like, like the desert in the mountains yeah too. it's like it's like, like a, it's like hardcore like, like and you, like you, you see, expect like there's gonna be a camper making meth in the corner with uh, <laughs> you know, with Walter White in and it, you, you know? see like you know where you're panning in and you're like on the R oh, you're driving on the open road and there's a whole thing and this thing pops up and and behind the you music want, you want C W McCall yeah or you want something, some intense you know, great you know like just banjoy yeah. like country rock you know? something and and basically you have like the seagull yacht rock going oh, no, on. It's not even, no, no. I, I would say it is, it's montage rock it is, is what it is. It is the ultimate, and, and you know, that's not so surprising because, you know, Stallone's movies from the 80s all had that, true, like, It's true, but, like, it's, you know, it's the wrong opening for it's, the show. It's inappropriate. The, it's inappropriate. The, the movie looks in the opening shots like you're going to be seeing, like, a Hal Needham <laughs> punch him up with, like, you know, Burt Reynolds is going to, like, show up at some point. It's just going to have, like, crazy stunts and there's going to be bar fights where people get thrown into tables that shatter. You know, like, there's going to be a big fight 
in a parking lot. These at some things point. don't happen. No, they really. don't. But you, it looks that way. Yeah. And then the music tells you, oh no, 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 no. This, this is a it, sensitive, it, like, pretty I, lifetime it, movie it's based. Like, you expect? I, I really, for a minute, actually thought like I was gonna hear. I could see Saint Elmo's fire. I mean, literally, me. it's, like, it's it's that just, open, and it is a who's who of where are they now? Artists from the eighties. <laughs> it is when you look at the soundtrack. It is like you got Kenny Loggins, you got Sammy Hagar. But the saddest part is that Sam, Sammy Hagar song, which comes in later in the movie, would have almost been a much better opening well, thing because you have this like very like. I don't even know. It's such a soft and sweet. Yeah, it's got that eighties like. It's just wrong, uh, wrongity wrong. It's like the it's wrongness. It belongs in a TV movie, you know, or or just or in the background of like the worst club in like an eighties movie scene, like you know, like a movie made in like two thousand five that's set in nineteen eighty five or so. You know, like that's that's the music you'd hear is like an imaginary. It is so peak eighties. It's like er eighties, and it's the worst. It's nineteen eighty seven. Everything about nineteen eighty seven that we don't like to remember. You know, like all the parts of the music that we we, we pretend didn't exist are there, and they're perfect. So in their so awfulness. what? So is in pure Sly Stallone fashion, we do start out with a musical montage. Yeah. So you do oh, yeah, see dead into it montage. literally walks it's into, like, a, no, montage. into like, a montage. You're walking into a montage. And basically what happens is you've got you know Stallone in his in his truck driving. You you do finally do realize that's what he's doing. You don't know where he's going. You just know he's going through the desert okay. mountains. And he's, and he's getting himself ready. Yeah. He's prepping. He's prepping. He's, he's yeah, like, you see him driving but then you see him like, you know, shaving he's and shaving he's like, by the side of the truck. And he's and, and he's and he's washing his truck, but at the same time we're cutting to his to this little to this young boy. You don't yeah, know yeah. That it's his son at a military school, which was like a very big thing in the eighties. Oh yeah, we were, a, a lot. Uh, of it was movies. a big threat that uh, hung over everyone's head. If you were if you were a boy in the eighties, you, you were going to you were military, going to military school, school. If you, if you crossed people, you know, absolutely. I, uh, I, I I had that threat all the time, and I was a relatively well behaved kid. Yeah, you know? it's definitely I, something that was out there. It was like the threat of nuclear war it was always above us. That mm-hmm. and like head lice. Yeah, you know, we were <laughs> we were terrified of those things, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, so basically... We, <laughs> but I digress. You do, a little. So so monta- heavy montage, you see the, 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 the long story short, of course... Yeah. You- <laughs> and, we're, and we're introduced as you know to a, a grooming, fixing himself up to make presentable, Lincoln Hawk. Yes. Which is the, the best, best... The best name best that I... Best name. I, like, the best name I've ever heard that isn't given to like a Schwarzenegger character in the 80s, because it is so... His name might as well be John Q. Alias. Yeah, it's you know? just... And also, like, I, I mean, I want him to do stuff Johnny that he doesn't Asker. do. Like, it's just yeah. not... Well, the name, like, like, like he, he needs to be, like, you know, not that Ali hasn't seen this yet, but we, I'm sure we'll discuss it later. He's like... You expect someone like Dalton in Roadhouse, you know, like this world-weary philosopher, you know, bouncer character, Lincoln Hawk. I mean, come on. And is it Hawk or Hawks? Because I feel like oh, they I think kept they saying say, Hawks. I think they, the, say, I, I the think they say both. I yeah, want to say they, like they, I, I don't like think they, they couldn't decide if his last name was Hawk or Hawks. The box, I think, says Hawk. Yeah, the box says Hawk, and he has, like, his... His uh his truck his rig that yeah. says Hawks, Hawks hauling and it's Hawks with an apostrophe as hauling, you know has but, a but hawk on it. But when people talk it, like about big, him or to him, they they they, they to refer be, to him. Well, to as be Hawks. fair, to be fair, that's a common thing that people do. People like to pluralize last names. They don't I, call me Goodmans. They call me Walters all the time. Yeah, but th- that's stupid. That's not your name. Well, I know it's not my name. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I'm saying these people are stupid. And I oh, don't necessarily okay. mean the characters because I doubt that's in the screenplay. I just think the actors don't give a damn. Maybe. And so they're just. But like, you would oh, think that's editing or continuity. I, editing and you continuity. Would think. No, no. I know. Oh, no, I know. No, 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 no. So anyway, so um, uh, um, <laughs> yes, he is polishing his hawk. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um um. <laughs> and you oh and you, and you get like kind of this in the montage you get to see more like giant like unironically worn sunglasses. Oh yeah. You know, like for no reason. Like just like it's it's like you know like a few years ago when all when all the like the uh, for Chicagoans Lincoln Park Trixies but you know. Basically, you know, the sorority girl kind of people. How they all started wearing those giant dated sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, these are worn, like, th- these are the people who originally wore them. This this movie is, like, it's, 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 it's either, ripe with that. It's loaded in the, it's front loaded with that. And then, then it kind of moves into more like the sweaty mullets and home perms uh, on men. Uh, part of the movie, which is the which is the back half of the movie. Yeah, but you so know. so we get, so we get through the, the the main montage and 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 the the first sort of piece of dialogue is Hawk. I'm going to call him Hawk, whether his name is Hawk or Hawks. But Hawk drives his rig into this military school, you know, at the front gate, oh, and the guys, right, and the guy's like, oh, you gotta take that around the back. Deliver- he Deliver- says delivers her in the back, back, even though this this is just the semi, the rig part. There's no, there's no, there's no bed on the truck. There's no attack. Like, there's no cargo on this truck. So what is, what is he doing? Is he just, does he have a box in the front seat that he's delivering? <laughs> Did they really hire a trucking company? Like, like it, it it's just it's, so, it's, it's, it's so perfectly like we've written this scene so he can get turned away at the gate. Right, and of course he's which like, which is, by the way, that will be revisited later yeah. in the movie. We so he's like, no, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here to, I'm here to pick up Cutler. Cutler. His, his yes. son has a different last, last name. name, right? So he shows up. He's a shameful, degenerate man. Which we will find out. We don't know why. Long story short, too late. He gets to finally uh, pull in, but we don't see him going to pick up his son. We just see him yeah. pull in, and we see him pull in, and we see a bunch of people responding. They're freaking out, like, like it's yeah. the, oh my goodness. Who I mean, it was he? It, it's it's like watching. Yeah, who's he? It's like it's like a bunch of Margaret Dumont's who are just blown away by this man who's coming. Now, and he doesn't look that bad. He's not well-dressed. No, he's, he, he's, he's dressed like a very nice young Amish man. He's, a, yes. a, like he's, he's got, like, you know, like these suspenders and, a, and like a, a button-down shirt. It's not a That's nice button-down nice. shirt. It's not like a dress shirt, but it's a button-down shirt. You know, like, you know, he, he's got, like, his nice high 80s pants being held up by suspenders, and he's, he's clean-cut. obviously showing up to a very wealthy military school, yeah, this is, and what is This is, is where the world's him? future leaders yeah. are obviously, you know, like going to school. This Ridiculous. is the American Eaton. So know? the next thing you, you you've seen cuts of the the, the the kid for the you know for a while, and obviously that's who he is. And he show he walks out of the school and shows up to a limo that he's the about kid, to yeah, the, kid the kid is the about kid to is, get into this limo when he like, gets called the, back. It's the Cutler limo, and he's yes. and, and the kid's like kid, like yeah like at the very last minute, it's like the colonel wants to talk. Yeah, to you. yeah. He's somebody like, comes out and like calls him back in. So he goes back in, and of course, as he walks in, we have a yeah, the shot of Lincoln Hawk standing at the window, and he turns around and he's like, "You wanted to see me, Colonel?" You know, the child says that, and as he turns around, he's like. Basically, you have to go with your dad. Your mom called. And he's like, I don't have a father. Yeah, he's like, right, I don't have a father. And he's like, I, I'm, I'm your father. Yeah, and, it, and you know, and we learn that uh, it, through some incredibly exposition-heavy dialogue that Lincoln Hawk or Hawks has apparently ab- had apparently abandoned this small child who's wait, 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 before whose we get name there. is what I can't even remember the kid's Mike, name. Mikey, Michael. Mikey, that's right. But but here's the thing though. This was my favorite thing that happens in in how they go basically. You find out through the course of this whole little scene that the grandfather is the one uh, who has the money. His daughter is Michael's mother. Okay, and fine. Im- and, and there's some implication there's something wrong with her. Right, it's she's not really, sick. It's not really made very clear. Right, we don't know at that point exactly what she's sick of or what's wrong with her. And we won't her. really ever know at any point what's really wrong with her. We just know she's apparently dying even though she looks great. Yeah. You know, uh, because she, it's the 80s. She looks like a very pretty David Bowie. Yeah, it's like David Bowie circa 1994, actually. Yeah. It's like she's predicting a future Bowie. Yeah. It, it, you know, and... 
you know, but yeah, like, so anyway, the kid, the kid is like, you know, learn, he's like, you, he's you like know, I need to see some identification. I need to see some identification. And man. of course, and of course his, like his identification is a picture of his, uh, and, and I'm not talking like a wallet size picture. No. He brings out like a headshot <laughs> size. This is like, this is like an eight and a half <laughs> by 11, like photo of his wedding to his mother, to that kid's mother, you know? And, you know, and, and so we learned for like that he's abandoned this kid 10 years ago we're 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 not sure exactly why you know like but he's uh you know he's a band and like this kid is mad that like you know he's he, he's well, yeah. he doesn't know his father and he's like i'm not going with you mm-hmm. and like and the the, cur- the the colonel of the school who's played by one of those bald character actors with mustaches that you know you, you've seen in a million things but lord knows what his name is um and he's i should have looked it up but research is for losers um so you know, he he's like, well, he's your father. You have to go with him. You know, and it's like, it's the weirdest. Your thing. Your mother has custody of you, your and mo- she's decided. Yeah. And the kid's trying to argue and, and say, well, like, my, my grandfather, grandfather says blah blah blah, and yeah, he's well, like, I, your grandfather doesn't have custody of yeah, you. Blah blah blah. And custody comes up about three times in one t- sentence. Which, yeah. So I'm, word- I don't know about you, but foreshadowing. Oh, this movie, this movie really likes to lay it on thick with foreshadowing <laughs> and making sure, like, you have no reason not to follow the plot of this movie. <laughs> Because this movie keeps spoon feeding it to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just like I mean, this seriously, this movie is like that old guy at the end of a Clockwork Orange just spooning into Alex's mouth. You know, like you you just can sit there with your mouth open, and they'll give you everything you need to yep. know yep. well before it happens. I mean, you and, can just and be as drunk so as can be, and you will still get. And to there's the something end of really it. creepy. That this is where the movie really starts, and this is. To do a quick digression, like I said, I was expecting kind of like by the like this. It's a Stallone movie where he's a trucker who's arm wrestling. You know, I was thinking this is going to totally be like this Hal Needham movie. I'm thinking it's like going to be a, like some sort of like cousin of like Smokey and the Bandit or feel like maybe a Dukes of Hazard episode or something. But at this point, this is when I realized I had been stealthily tricked into watching what is essentially a Lifetime movie. Oh, yeah. It's really all about a father trying to earn his son's love through through the medium of arm wrestling. <laughs> you know, and and illegal truck driving. So, uh, so, but like, so, 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 let's move. Let's just let's, let's just like step ahead to when the, he, to when he steps into um the truck. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. to that moment, because yeah, it feels like he's kidnapping him. At yeah, this it really does. It's a little creepy. Because and you he kind walks of just, in and there's pictures of this, of this kid, kid that that the father hasn't talked to in ten years, plastered all over the inside of the truck like where you would expect something something more wholesome like pornography to be you know <laughs> and it, here's like, my favorite girls, but here's my like favorite pictures part of a little boy. is that the kid says something about how dirty the truck is first like that's the first words out of his mouth is that the truck is dirty he doesn't say anything about the pictures he says that the truck is dirty now i don't i have not been inside of very many trucks the few you and that i, are I have very different people. i was going to say the few that i have been inside the in the, in the front of a truck it is first of all there's no like basic bench seat going on. I mean, you have like decked out. Pa- like, These are captain's chairs. I mean, like this is something Kirk is going to order photon torpedoes from. It's, I've never. I mean, first of all, and it's clean. There's no ashes it's, anywhere. It's movie it's like, dirty. It's like it's, it's like, like when some. It's like when a girl is playing in in, in a movie yeah. and and she's basically prettier than you'll ever talk to. I, I literally <laughs> think that what they did is they said to themselves, "Okay, we're going to paint the inside of this truck." Something. What do we paint it so that it looks? Dr- I know, 
some gray color. Yeah, like a Like gray. smoke. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it smoke, it. and that will be dirty. Yeah, oh, it's, it, it, it's, it's Hollywood it's dirty. It's Hollywood dirty. It is, it is. The cleanest thing. And every picture is so pristinely placed. Oh, it's, it's laid on out. The... I gotta say, Lincoln Hawk has a beautiful design sense. Uh, he really knows what he's doing. I mean, he's laying this out perfectly, yeah. you know, like, so you could clearly see the story of and his son. And the progression son. of the t- child growing up. I mean, he's got pictures yeah. of him for 10 years. I mean, and... Yeah, it's established uh, through, I did some math, the kid's 12 now, by the yes, way. Yes, yes, he's 12. He left when he was two, yes. Yes, yeah, just, so he's got 12 years worth of pictures of this kid, you know, and so the kid asked, and it, it, it turns out the mother sent him, like, I asked for some, but your mother and I have been writing, and I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I asked her to send me some pictures, so she did, and he's like, your mom was writing you? He's like, why didn't you write me? And he's like, I did. I did that's the job. He's pissing over there. He's like, well, I never got any. Yeah. And the kid, by the way, the kid, this is when everyone in the audience goes, well, clearly his grandfather, who is probably played by Robert Loggia, yeah. I don't think he's been introduced at this point no, yet. No, not yet. You know, is like, you know. Like, oh, no, he has. Oh, he, we see him going to the, the oh, school. Oh, he's going to the school. He, yeah, he he's on the way. He's angry that, that yeah, but, they but at this point, But like, at this point, it's not really clear he's the yeah. grandfather. But you're like, but you know. But you know he's the grandfather. You know, you know the moment you saw the cast is Stallone, Loggia, and yeah. a little boy. Yeah. You know, okay, Logia's the grandfather. You know, but, 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 you know, so he's, you know, he, the kid does not see immediately what everyone in the audience has seen. Again, you're being spoon fed that, oh, Robert Logia has hidden these letters from him, you know, or perhaps the mother's hidden them. I'm not sure. It's a little unclear there. For all the spoon feeding the plot does, there's plenty of like, you know, we'll Confusing. get to we'll get to tying up the loose ends yeah. later. Trust yeah. me. So, but yeah, like so so the kids like like angry at him. So he immediately says, "Oh, I feel sick. <laughs> Can you pull over?" And Stallone, being you know basically his character as usual, being maybe slightly more intelligent than a hollow log or a piece of undercooked pork, pulls over the truck and the kid steps out and immediately starts running across the street. Right. And we get our first. And I'm, I'm I'm using air quotes now. Our first action sequence of the mm-hmm. movie, in which is a kid running across the highway while cars are swerving, and Stallone runs out after him. And this is my absolute favorite. Wait, what moment of the entire movie? I know it's it's very minor, probably to some, and there's there's much crazier things that happen. But my brain immediately saw that throughout this time, Stallone has been, you know, bareheaded with his very thick, luscious hair, just mm-hmm. lustrous '80s Stallone hair, just gorgeous hair. You know, you know, there just like a just this muffiny, puffy beauty <laughs> on top of his head. You know, this whole time until he pulls over and stops the truck, and the kid immediately runs into traffic, and Stallone comes out wearing a hat. I'm like, right. so he took the time he before stopped. saving his to put his lucky put his hat, hat on, on, and this is his lucky hat. We'll learn later. Yeah. Like, it, like it's it, he doesn't he doesn't call it that, but that's clearly what it is. Yes. So he and he runs across the highway. You know, grabs the kid, and the kid's the arm gets torn immediately off this kid's military jacket. You know, which is I I mean that is the that is the shoddiest workmanship. I will I will say though, that, and I just I gotta give some props to the, to, to Stallone in this. That man can run. I mean, you see him, oh. you think, you know that that man can lift anything. He can throw a car. He's so well built, and he's got the eyelashes that go on for days. Like, he is... Um, is, this a, is this a side of you that I didn't know about? No, no, no. No, I mean, but you can see the man can lift. But here's what I... I always see those big, beefy guys, and, like, they can't run. Oh, oh yeah. I'll tell you this. This man can run. All right. When we get to next week's movie, yeah. which will have a certain Austrian weightlifter in it, you will see how badly... Like you will, you can watch it and you can see the way it's shot. They they try to never really get him running on camera. Yeah. But if you can, if you look carefully, Schwarzenegger cannot run right. to save his life. You know, some people can run in movies, some people can't. No. You know, I gotta say, Stallone's probably the best film runner. He's like, amazing. Like outside of maybe Tom Cruise, 
you know, who's yeah, another yeah. Oh, great he's a film runner. Great runner. runner. Oh, oh my you know, gosh, like you, that little you that wanna, little man can. That little man can bolt. Can you know, bolt. like you know, like so. You know, like then and, and that's a talent not everyone has. I again, agree. Again, Stallone really looks like he looks kind of like if a lumber truck got jackknifed when he's running. I mean, it's just like. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I feel like somebody has actually like like put like rockets in his ass and like oh, shot yeah, him out of the dark because he just goes. Oh, yeah. He goes right across. Cars are swerving out of the way and uh, you know like in in you know and that, I mean this this scene lasts all of maybe twenty five seconds. Right, but you, but, know, you so, but you can see. But I am starved for action sequences in this it's, movie because this movie led me moment. on. Yeah. So so, <laughs> so anyway, so I had to just point that out because I, right. I gotta give him props for right. that and because then, it's important and my next major observation is so then like he gets him back in the truck right. and they, they have some touching discussion moment <laughs> no not sort. touching oh, no, touching no. discussion just want to make sure that that's yeah. clear no it's a touching moment yeah, of touching discussion moment. Okay. of sorts <laughs> where the kids where the kids that. basically like you're gonna pay for this I'm, I'm gonna get you billed he's like I bet you will you know and then, <laughs> you know and um, so they, they end up he's like after a while he's like you know are you, you hungry yeah, oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a great place, place to serve steak here. <laughs> you know, because like all truckers, he knows all the places to eat food, and that's fine. You know, you know, it's, it's what you do. And, but, and and that was the moment when I immediately turned, like as he's as he's pulling into this play, this this dive redneck bar, you know, a Hollywood dive redneck bar, right? It's a very clean, dirty bar, like his truck. But like as he's pulling into this, and like the music is so. This is where I went. The music in this movie is one hundred percent inappropriate. Yeah, sorry, you so want to begin your movie set in nineteen eighty seven with the most nineteen eighty seven mu- music ever? Fine, I get it. That makes sense, <laughs> you know. But this is the part of the movie where he's actually going to like the dingy roadhouse dive bar, like where the Blues Brothers are probably playing Rawhide over and over again. You know, it, it this movie this movie needs more CB music. It needs yeah. like it needs to feel like a '70s trucker movie. There needs to be like Jerry Reed needs to be like somewhere on the side. Like it needs to have, but instead it's like it, it's like and they go into the bar and like the bar should have a jukebox playing old country or outlaw yes. country or something. And instead, it's playing what sounds like this like sub Hollow Notes number. It's probably the Frank Stallone song. I never yeah, checked. Yeah, I didn't check either. But uh, it's it, you know because of course uh, Frank Stallone is involved in this movie because it's you got to let Ringo sing one. All right, so I, but I just have to jump in here. There's two 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 little quick things here. The first one is that the kid, first of all, speaks very well because obviously he's been at a, a highfalutin military school and he he he's, yeah. he's, I, he's, yeah. very, he, he's kind and of, I think it maybe maybe it's maybe it's more like a it's like a cross between a military school and like a performing arts school because yeah. his elocution is fantastic. Fantastic. Well and done, he's, and he's definitely not very masculine about no, it. No, not it's at very, all. Very, he's very not, mannered. He's very mannered. Yes, but 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 my but my favorite part of this is when he says that, um, sir. First of all, he calls his dad sir because you know he doesn't know him very well, and everybody in his and world is sir. He's a military school person. Military school person, sir, sir, everybody sir, is sir. But um, he says, sir, you're going to die of cholesterol poisoning. <laughs> which I'm sorry. I, this was my moment. I mean, yes, the music, sure, blah, blah, whatever. But when you come to dialogue where they talk about cholesterol poisoning, you know you are in deep 80s. Well, yeah. Like, oh, man. We were th- so scared. of cho- Cholesterol was the thing that scared us more than even nuclear war, you know. And this movie did not have a, an oat brand reference, which kind of surprised that me. That was cause surprising. Because he, he went on and on about, uh, you know, like, like he spent a, a surprisingly large amount of this part of the movie, like, being, like weight guru yeah. to Stallone. I mean, he knew a like, lot about what like, you should or shouldn't be eating thing, kid. at 12. Your daddy is built like a brick shit Yeah, house. I mean, don't worry about he's him. He's fine. That man, has, that man has abs that you can actually do laundry on. They're <laughs> literal washboard abs. You know, there's, the, the, the guy, the, and again, the guy has arms that are bigger around than your head. So, and, and <laughs> here's my, here was my other issue, and I didn't even realize this was an issue. I, I think I thought of it back then, then didn't think about it until just this moment again, and it might have been because of what you said. So, so can we just have a moment Real quick. All right. 
having a moment here. Um, never once, never once did he get on the CB radio ever. No, never once. He doesn't have a handle. Uh, we don't know who he is. No, no. Well, his handle's probably the hawk. I'm sure it is. You know, but, but, I mean, but never or, once do we see him in this whole well, movie. He does drop the CB radio. No, no, the CB drops. Falls. Falls down. I'm not even 100 percent sure that was scripted either. I think that was an accident. That was like the equivalent of like a boom mic drop. I literally feel that's what happened there too. And it was like, oh, keep it, keep it. That's so authentic. Yeah, his his CB is really like, and I guess you know it's 1987. It's not 1977. Maybe the nation's love affair with the CB had died completely. Are you kidding me? Like, everyone's got a handle. I mean, at least... at least they I expect one breaker breaker. One or, breaker or breaker. a good buddy. Something. You know, s- the word smoky. I will say that... There are no real... That, not, it's not true. There, there is one car chase in this movie, but there are no cops involved no. in it, which makes it not a real movie. Well, here's <laughs> the best part, too. You, you do hear the horn pulled, I think, once. Yeah. In the whole movie. One time. You're in a truck. I was a kid in the 80s. All we ever wanted when we drove by and we're in the back of the station wagon is for the trucker to pull oh, the you know freaking horn. You know what this movie does not have that it needs? Roadhouse has it. Why doesn't this movie have a damn monster truck? Good point. This I don't movie know. needs There's a monster, no monster truck. truck. This is 1987. This is true. Bigfoot? Gravedigger? Yeah. Those are like, they were like the Beatles stones of my childhood. You know, like, you, you know, like the, 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 this needs a monster truck. There yeah. is no monster truck. You know, there's just one rig. Well, there's more than one rig. Well, there's, there's more two, than one there's rig. There's more than one rig, but really there's one rig throughout the, the yeah. throughout the movie until there is There's isn't. one rig plot point throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put right, it that yeah. way. All right, you so. Know, and, and, and so we're going in this bar, and this is where we actually, this is the first time we're introduced to what, you know, yes, you know, Lincoln Hawk is, you know, a, you know, well-traveled, you know, man-of-the-world truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> but we, this is where we learn his real income stream because he's sitting there with his kid, and he's you know he goes to order his steak and French fries or whatever, or something the like that. The kid gives him a hard time. The kid gives him a hard time and makes yeah. him order a tuna sandwich. And by the way, I'm going to say this right now. If you're at a trucker dive bar that serves food, you should order the steak yeah, before you order the order tuna. never order the tuna. Like, you're ordering the tuna in— Look, I'm a vegetarian—well, I'm a pescatarian. I eat fish. I don't eat red meat or, or any sort of, you know, foul— I would order the steak before I would ever order th- the tuna. The tuna. I mean, and so anyway, he gets he gets his tuna sandwich and he's getting you know, he's getting ready to eat, and then this guy with the most fabulous frosted mullet, oh yeah, he's just delicious. shows up, you know. And I actually have in my notes, I I have two things written because they were back to back observations: frosted mullet exclamation <laughs> point, and then right under it, sweaty mullet bonanza. Because this this next scene is it's. <laughs> Absurd! Yeah, how it's, many? It's a little bit bananas. Uh, it I is will like, give you that. It is like, it is everything we thought the '80s were in hindsight. <laughs> but it's there. It's happening, and I'm looking, and I'm like, mm. I mean, it is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, it is like, there's everyone's sweaty. Everyone's in tank tops. They're all in branded T-shirts. There's a lot of product placement yeah, in this movie. Yeah, and yeah, it, it gets worse as the movie goes. It's like it, it gets exponentially worse. I, I took notes on it later because yeah. it got oh, no, so I did too. bad. Yeah, it got but it, so bad. But there are there are still some like some product placement shirts at this yes, point. Yes, at this yeah. point, but just a few at this point. But uh, but yeah, we um we're taken into a back room to. Do to have which has its specialized, specialized arm, arm wrestling, wrestling table, table, which which is like it's like right up there with like sex swing on pieces of furniture that you have to really be committed to buy. Well, okay, you know? but, but but let's just let's just hold I mean, the phone here. Why not just have a tabletop dig dug game or something? Right. Well, okay, like, so let's just hold the phone here for one second. Okay, so I mean, having been a child and a product of the eighties, you know, as far as my childhood and you as well, in my memory of nineteen eighty seven, we were. Knee deep. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I thought we were knee deep in WWF, and you know, oh, yeah. oh, I mean, yeah. 
to me, having this arm wrestling table would have been akin to like them having, you know, the steel cage and, you know, Roddy Roddy Piper popping. I mean, like, why would you have this in the back of a bar? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm wondering is like, was there this period in 1987 or so, you know, like. Well, it would have been before 87 because this is when the movie came out. Well, like maybe like 86. Yeah, like like we're like. making the movie. We're like all of the, all of the rednecks who really love Giorgio Moroder soundtracks in their bars (laughs) were getting together and arm wrestling with specialized tables. You know, like, was that, like, kind of like the mechanical bull craze of the early, late 70s, early 80s? For, like, five minutes, though. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I mean, the So mechanical... somebody's really pissed that they sold their pool table in the back of their bar and yeah. bought an yeah. arm wrestling table. Oh, man. Table. If, 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 can you imagine how many bar managers got fired, <laughs> like, in 1987, whenever this movie bombed? Yeah, they, like, <laughs> you and you know they sold they sold the pool table and their Galaga, and they're yeah, like, like we... who's got this arm wrestling table in here, yeah. you know? Just like, we need that. They, we could have We'll bring in revenue. Like, yeah. oh my God, are you kidding? Like, the house takes 5%. Are you kidding me? Come on. That was a terrible, oh. What it was a terrible a ter- idea. Okay, so, and then, uh, like, so, like, anyway, basically, we learn in this scene that Lincoln Hawk is basically an arm wrestling hustler. And mm-hmm. the kid, the kid calls him out on it. The kid's like, "You're a hustler." Yes, you know? <laughs> yes, and it's very elocutionally based. Yeah, I know the kid doesn't actually have a faint British accent. No, but, but it I'm does feel that it. way. Like, he's he's very received pronunciation. I will, I will very mid Atlantic. I will. I think his name is David Mendenhall. Mendenhall, whatever it is. David, you did a really good job in this lifetime movie. Assuming, assuming that you were playing the most hateful child on the planet, because I I think your sympathy is supposed to be with him, but. Honestly, I, I, I kind of was like Stallone. Cut bait. You don't have to deal with this guy. Yeah, I mean, I had issues with him, but I have to say that, like, when it came, oh, first I, as came an to actor, shove, he as did an actor, fine. I think he did a but great job. But I think job. the character was oh, the character written was as written a whiny terrible. little turd. Yes, and that's exactly and I, what he was. I kind of wanted to pants him constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I was rooting against him so much. Like it is, it is, it is not right for a character that's supposed to be one of your main characters and a and a and a, and a protagonist to feel like such. Like I, I felt so much animosity every second of it. Like, and I liked Stallone's character actually. I mean, it, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's dumb as hell, but like Stallone actually really, and he he can be a good actor when he wants yeah, to. Yeah, he did a good and job. And he in this. actually did the best he, he could with what with what he gave himself. Let's right, be honest. Right, I was gonna right, say with yeah. what he was given, but like, he did the best he could with I what he gave like himself. He came in and he fixed that probably that to some degree. Probably, you gotta think he, that he probably said, no, "You got to put a few more montages in, and a few cut, couple cut, more monologues. Cut, cut the dialogue. Your, yeah. Cut the dialogue. You got to get rid of that dialogue. Yeah. Just show, Giorgio, get in here. You got. Yeah. <laughs> we need some music here because this Frank, is... Frank, get in here. Yeah, right, you know. And yeah. So. <laughs> It ended up being, I'm going to be doing a terrible Stallone for most of this, apparently. I wasn't planning to even do it once, and I've done it like five times now, and I apologize. Well, no, I don't. I don't apologize don't at apologize. all, because I'm having a lot of fun doing a terrible Stallone. Just pretend it's a good one, and uh, we'll move from there. You know, um, Actually, uh, I opened like my notes to make sure I was, wasn't forgetting something, and I noticed uh, I, I, have, I hate this shitty smug kid written. It's not in this part of the movie, but it's just at the top of a page written in like bold letters, I hate this shitty smug kid. So I thought I'd say that now. Because you know, but the kid learns that his father is quite good at arm wrestling when he goes over the top yes. on this dude with a mullet whose name I want to say was like I don't know, it wasn't Badger. That's you no, know, it was something that that's I think for Breaking Bad. Yeah, <laughs> but, but like, but he has a name like Stump or Crash or you know Blart. You know, I'm not really sure, but yeah. he, you know, he's got the kind of nickname a big and he and he's, he's he he dates back from that time in movies in the 80s. Where you you had those muscle bound dudes like you know like Stallone and Schwarzenegger who were actually cut, 
But, you know, a lot of your bad guys, especially in bar fights, were basically just kind of big and fat. Yeah. Like, this guy, I mean, this guy, I, no doubt he's probably pretty strong. Are you strong. talking the one that he sees in Vegas later? No, I'm no, no, well, no, him he, too. Yeah. Him too, but I'm talking about Mullity. Mullity boy. I'm talking okay. about that dude with the frosted I don't know that he ever says mullet. his name. I, think, I feel like it says it once. Oh, okay. No, no, I know the name. The name of that guy, yeah, I, do, yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah. write it down. Yeah. It's like... The bull. bull. It's Bull Hurley yeah, is what his bull name. Bull Hurley, which sounds like a, a, like the, like a southern sheriff that would turn a hose on uh, protesters in the civil rights era, you know. But um, you know, like it's, it, like this guy, but this mullet dude, like he's he's not he, he he's clearly fatter than he is strong. He's not. I'm not saying he looks weak. He looks like he would beat my ass in any kind of physical contest that wasn't running away because he'd probably have a heart attack you know <laughs> trying to chase me because I'm quite cowardly and can run very fast when I'm scared but um, not as good looking as Stallone whenever he does it <laughs> but you know but um, but this guy like you know Stallone does his signature move the going over the top where they do this wonderful close up of his hand slowly pulling away and then wrapping around this dude's hand and going over the top <laughs> slam down for the win it's you know like so the kid is and the kid doesn't want to admit he's proud of his dad because, you know, you know, every kid wants his dad to win an arm wrestling match with a fat redneck while, you know, disco music is playing. <laughs> you know, so he's proud. And meanwhile, this ominous lurking figure, you know, like in the back, this enormous man mountain of a guy with a Fu Manchu, which in the 80s, if you didn't, if you weren't Hulk Hogan and you had a Fu Manchu, you were an evil man. And, and mirrored sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mirrored sunglasses. Well, yeah, but everyone has mirrored sunglasses in this movie. That's Stallone true. has mirrored sunglasses That's in true. this movie. You know, it's but 1987. Look, but because of the Fu Manchu, he looks. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. It just yeah, helps to. And, and he and, and he's another one of those great. Like I'm sure this guy was really strong. Yeah. I mean, he, oh, he yeah. had arms like tree trunks, but oh, yeah. he look. But he's also fat as all hell. Like just, he's a big, big fat yeah. man mountain of a guy. You know, so he's and he he comes in. You know, it's like you know that guy or whatever. He's my dad. Whoa, whoa, whoa can you. <laughs> you settled yourself to the wrong dude or something like yeah, that. I mean, some, some horrible of, piece of really, crap. Yeah. And, he, and then he comes up and says, let's make it double or nothing. Yeah. And then Hawk says, it, with some of the best stitching in of foreshadowing, yeah, we, how about we wait until Vegas? Yeah, you know, and, yeah. you know, because so we learn that uh, Hawk's on the way to Vegas at some point, you know, and. You know, and just just FYI. Oh, and and, and, and we never really made it clear yeah. he's taking his son to see his exactly. mother. Exactly, like know, his mother's they, in the hospital. We don't know what. But she wants him to sp- him to spend time with him on the way. So. Right. So that's the idea. That's why they're not flying there. They're driving. And their the way. kid runs off and calls his mother. He's like, yeah. "Mom, this guy's a monster." She's like, "He's your father, and I, for unspecified reasons, I want you to <laughs> learn to love him. Yep, spend some time with him. You know, and you know, so he wins this arm wrestling match. He's you know he, you know he and his son go go out, and his son is his son is vaguely proud of him and. Yeah. There, but there, there is a moment where, you know, like he, his son basically said, like asks him if he still sells drugs. Yeah. Because he's been told by the grandfather that, uh, that you know, that Lincoln Hawk is, you know, was a drug dealer and a petty, you know, scumbag guy. And Sloan's like, yeah, a lot of things your grandfather says aren't true. Right. You know, but but he, that's all he ever says if we're denial. So yeah. like. Not a hundred percent sure if he didn't sell drugs. Right. I mean, he is a truck driver, and right. like, there's a lot of speed that goes along. Uh, you know, a lot of meth, a lot of meth that went through the through the truck world. That's right. You know, especially so, in the seventies. Yeah. Well, this is the eighties. Oh, right. oh wait, no, it would have been seventy six, seventy seven when you abandoned him. Welcome, welcome back, oh, yeah. John. I needed to be spoon fed. That little little schooled there. Yeah, I, 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 got, <laughs> I got schooled there. I, I feel bad. You know, and and oh, uh, here's some. So so they they get in the car, and you know the kids like. They pull over. It's late at night now, and they pull over at the side of the road. And he's like, you know, he's like, we're gonna, you know, we'll get some sleep, you know. And and the kid's like, are you, um, 
you gonna get a hotel room? And he's like, no, we just sleep in the truck. A lot you of know? truckers do it. A lot of truckers do it. You know, and you know, and, and at that point, I remember Allie turning to me. I was like, is that really legal? I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. I've never tried it. I'm sure. I don't know if it's illegal. You know. And he's like, and this is my favorite part. John goes, well, are, they're at a rest stop, I'm sure. And just as he says, they they do a pull out of the whole scene, and it's like dark, and you see the lights of the truck, and then you see cars just whipping by. I'm oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, no, they're literally like at the side of the road. And and uh, you know maybe that maybe truckers do that I don't know I you don't know, know but that's but, weird like, and, and so and so he basically turns to his son at this point and this is where it's like is this the is this kind of lifetime movie switching a little bit because he's like you know if you you could lean your head on my shoulder for a pillow <laughs> and the kid's like no I'm I'm good I'm thank good over you. Here, thanks. Well, you 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 could if you want it <laughs> like. <laughs> Like I was like, is this gonna turn into like one of those like you know like really dark play? Like is Todd Solon's directing this? It got really, I got really. It was a creepy moment. Yeah. I mean, and, it should have been a touching, sweet moment, but it really felt weird. Right. And then it, it well, and then of course it, it it set up for the most predictable joke in the history of the world is in the next scene. You know, you see Stallone is sleeping on the kid's shoulder as they're both you know like waking, waking up. up. No, we missed we missed one kind of important thing. Um, before they go into the, uh, I think it was right after the cholesterol poisoning thing and after the whole, like, arm wrestling thing, there's this whole, like, montage that they do of exercise. Do you remember the montage? Because we, we had oh, an exercise yeah, montage. Oh, no, that's right after they wake up. Oh, this is now. No, it's okay. right now. Oh, okay, they, okay, okay. Yeah, because they're, like, silhouette, they're, like, silhouetted yeah. against the sunrise. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, you know, like it's the two of them next to the truck rig. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. and by, the, by the way, he's picked up a load from Brute. Yes. Uh, in this time. Like, they, you see it constantly, just brute brute brute, 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 brute. And it comes up in several other places in the movie. So I think we have a sponsor here. But, um, one. but yeah, like, and, 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 and when they're working out, this is what I wanted to point out because it's, it's another montage. So oh, yes. This, so we got some montage another rock. Montage. It, is, it is some fantastic montage rock. And this is where I, I, I kind of had to turn and look because, all right, now I've, I've been friends with Allie. For ten years now, <laughs> we've been dating for about eight. Uh, we were we've been married for four. Yeah. We have we've had a child together for two, and none in none of that time period had we ever watched over the top. And in fact, the DVD of it that we bought a while back, we opened to see this. She knew almost every word to this song it was <laughs> creepy because this is like the most generic i've never heard this song in my life i was it the kenny Loggins song uh, of course oh by the way of course there's a kenny Loggins song in a movie made in 1987 i think there was a law that all songs in 1987 had to be by kenny Loggins if they're in a movie but um but yeah she knew every word i couldn't tell you a single word there's something about meeting you halfway in the sky or meet me halfway yeah. yeah, she's going to do it now unless I slap her a couple of times. Slap, 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 slap. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, domestic abuse is not funny. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and, and it is It is during this montage of, um, of exercise and mm-hmm. love uh, between the father and the son, you can tell that they're starting to bond. And um, at one point, he actually... I don't know if he's wearing the hat. He puts the hat on his head oh, yeah. for a minute. The kid wears the hat for a while. For a little movie. while. I, I think he's wearing it this point. I think that's when he puts up the hat on his head. And he doesn't have it on when they go into the next major part of the yeah. movie. It's like he's sitting in the truck with him. And that's, oh, that's where, I think this is the scene where you find out that that uh, that uh, Lincoln Hawk has a rig 
a rig yes, inside yes, his yes, rig for yes, working out his yes, wrestling arm. Yes. He, he's driving down the highway and he's got this like, you know, like a, like a counterweight, like set, like pull, like one of those things where you pull on the weight and the counterweights pick up for one arm for his right arm. And he's got his, he's got his arm up in the air. He's driving the truck and just pumping the arm down, <laughs> you know, cause he's got to keep that wrestling arm in good shape. And I'm just like, it's like, this is like one of those custom truck things that we loved custom vehicles in the eighties, but I'm looking at this like, that's Nobody's a man. Doing that's that. a man I mean, who cares way more about just arm wrestling. A little ridiculous in his very like, pristinely clean. I used smoky paint truck. Well, it's like I don't even think I saw that rig until he used it. And yeah. It's pretty big. It's yeah. like that they. I feel like they put it in just yeah, for that like halfway scene. through, right? It's well, like so then. So then, and it, it's got to weigh like several hundred pounds. To, you know, like, there's no way he just put it in like quickly. Now, now we've been annoyed with this kid through throughout throughout most of this movie at this point. Like he's he's mm-hmm. he's a little smug guy. Whatever, fine, fact, whatever. Yeah, and now we are actually at the, at point, the point in my notes yes, where I wrote, said, I, hate "I hate this shitty smug kid." kid. And, and I get it, and that's fine. But I don't think he's being any more. I just have to say this for the for the sake of the movie and the moviegoers who may go watch this movie. I don't think at this point he's being any more aggravating or unnerving than he has been throughout the entire movie. Yet for some reason, we have we have hit the saturation point. Oh, I've hit the saturation Stallone's, point. But, oh, no, but, but Stallone and I are having the same no, arc no, with this kid the at thing. this point. I think that you hit it a long time ago, and I think it's like. Stallone, you should have hit this like I don't know, a half an hour, about a half, about hour, half ago. hour ago. Like at this point, you're 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 hitting your your saturation point. Wow, you got a lot of patience. Yeah, like the kid decides, the, the kid gets like all class warrior on him, and yeah. I don't mean like the kid is like you know like the the no the kid is like the ruling class. He's like, look, I I don't mean to be insulting. Yeah, yeah. But you and I move in different social circles. <laughs> like so obnoxious. Like, I I work with my brain, and I like you know like most the average adult has the intellect of a 15 year old you know and i'm only three years from that and you're like a truck driver that's got to be several years below that <laughs> it's, it's like do you even read books yeah I mean, you know and like, like i just like, want to like see any books around here like, like, like it's like, so i obnoxious. was a nerdy bookish kid but i'm gonna tell you right now even even me at t- i imagine if i'd seen this movie at 10 i'd have been like why aren't you throwing this kid out of yeah, the window it was a little and i do and, i will say it gets to that point but so, so he pulls over and my favorite part is that the kid asks actually asks him or says uh are, are you know? Are, are you? He says, "Are you aggravated? Are you aggravated?" Yeah, like, and like, I, and maybe like, is this? Are they trying to code <laughs> that this kid has something like Asperger's? Because like, right? how do you not tell that you're pissing? <laughs> you're pissing a guy off whose arms are bigger than your chest. And the best this part- guy is a monster compared to this little ropey kid. And and by the way, this kid has at this point got both of his sleeves torn off of his military jacket, so you can see his little like pipe Spinning cleaner arms. But, but the best part is that the kid says he goes he goes in in and uh, in Stallone sorry Stallone says, um, oh, Mike, we passed, we passed uh, aggravated about a half a mile ago or whatever it was that he said, however he puts it. And he's like, are you going to get violent? And it's like... I hope so. I'm like crossing my fingers going, please get violent. <laughs> Throw this kid so hard that he's shattered. And, and, oh. and instead of throwing him till he gets shattered, Stallone decides for the sake of, I'm sure, you know, DCS and all the other things that you can't put on, you know, films, basically decided that he's going to have the 12-year-old Drive the semi. Look, I, I want to point out, I am 38 years old right now, and I would not trust me behind the wheel of, like, an Escalade. <laughs> you know, I can't even imagine, 
like putting a 12 year old like 12 year old me and like first of all this can you even reach the pedals no and that was like the weirdest part to me it was like, like was Stallone, there's not like, a chance like was it like that movie like that I can't remember the name of where Gary Coleman was kidnapped and he had to like steer while someone else was pressing the, the pedals, pedals. yeah I, 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 I wish I could remember the name so that people could actually know what I'm talking about but I thought I'd go on a divergence google anyway. it anyway so yeah. um yeah basically then it starts I can't this... think of anything more depressing than googling Gary Coleman <laughs> it's true so they 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 put this kid in front and he's like oh I don't know how to, this is not fair I don't know how to drive and whiny 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 and finally he figures it out and you can just tell Stallone is like all proud of him inside and then like this is when the CB radio falls we see oh, yeah. we do this shot from the side where they're he finally gets the the rig moving and he's driving he's like I'm really doing it I'm driving and it's like it's all exciting and oh, then God he knocks the CB radio down from the roof. Which, yeah, you know, fine, whatever. And he just puts it back. He like, just puts oh, it back. Oh, like, oh, I'm, oh, I swear it It had, does not look planned. It doesn't it, look it planned. It has to be, no, leave it. Such, yeah, it was one of those, like, oh, I'm not doing really, another take. Yeah, and it looks this really... take 43. I'm not doing it again. It looks really authentic, too, you know, so let's just keep it. My, you know? my, my experience uh, with Stallone as a director is he, he's a great action movie director, but he clearly is a point A to point B. He ain't doing any overtime. Yeah. You, you aren't getting in golden time with Stallone. No. no you, are, you are going to your lunch break on time. You yep. are leaving set. He's going to be the first one off the set. You know, he's director and craft services like, means you eat what he eats which oh, is basically cardboard and yeah, you like know eggs you know, everybody, <laughs> it's like it's a rich is a rich cracker for everyone <laughs> and one smear of egg salad you're exactly. done you're done. you know like you know, oh and we forgot there's another great scene we, we we it's not plot essential which is why i think i missed it like and i didn't write it down for some reason even though it's insane this is earlier i think when they're at, they have that antagonistic moment over the radio like he's playing like there's oh, that's a later no that comes after that this is, that's like, after that's this that's after the um that's after the scene with the with the with the bullies. Oh, it is. Never yeah, mind. Not there yet. Oh, never mind. Run okay. away. Run well, away. then I won't I won't talk about it no. yet because we don't want to get you too confused. No, right. You know, so, I know. So, oh, the, so yeah. This at this point they they end up going uh, to like I don't know just some. They go to ran, eat somewhere. Yeah. They go to eat somewhere after the kid is driven. The kid kid's like I'm hungry. He's like well yeah driving a truck makes you real hungry. <laughs> Which I'm not really sure how it makes <laughs> you any hungrier than doing sense. anything. <laughs> Like, living makes you hungry if you wait long enough. So uh, they, they get in there, and I don't know what they're talking about. Something about being, like, strong and, yeah, you know, like, like... how, like, you know, like... Yeah, and, like, that's when I... I he's like, here, let me let me show you something. Let me show you something. Yeah, and he, he goes... And then, so he goes and just... He picks out this kid right out of Central Casting for Thug. Also beautifully mulleted. Yes. With a great 1987 bully mullet and great 1987 bully fingerless leather gloves. Yes. You know, and they're hanging out by the pinball machine next to the and Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. The well, real Mario Brothers. Uh, yeah, just regular Mario Brothers, yeah. which is which means it was pretty dated because Mario Brothers disappeared when Super Mario Brothers showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, that. You know, like not 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 one ga- not one Galaga, Mm-mm. which was the machine you saw everywhere in the eighties. You know, this is true. But you know, so they they like basically Stallone walks over to this kid and he's like, hey, you know, uh, you know. I bet, I bet, you know, you think you're tough or something? You know, like, I'm like, is Stallone <laughs> picking a fight with his kid? Fight with his kid. I mean, I know Stallone's a short man, but, like, he had to pick a guy. He had to go to, like, a teenager to find someone, <laughs> like, less tall, you know, and, but, like, and the kid's like, yeah, I'm pretty tough. You know, he's like, I bet my, I bet this kid here could uh, beat you best two out of three in arm wrestling, you know, which is, like, this kid's like, what? And, yeah, there's no way in, in on earth in the real world this kid is beating this guy one out of three in no. arm wrestling. No. You know, no way. I don't care how much eye of the tiger he's got. You know, this is not happening. Like, this bully is a head taller than him. He actually clearly has exercised. I mean, he's still, like, skinny, but he's muscular. Yeah. And, like, and this this kid, this other kid, like, he's, you know, he's, if you, 
if I'm going to compare the the mother to David Bowie circa 1994, this kid is built like David Bowie circa 1974, whenever he was living off cocaine and you know green peppers and milk, and that's it. <laughs> you know, like like this kid looks like he weighs like all of like maybe 48 pounds. You know, and so he challenges. He loses the first arm wrestling match really bad, and he storms this is off. The, the kid they're talking about, he's talking right now, is is Michael, the main character. Michael Mike, loses. Yeah. yeah, Michael, Michael loses. loses badly like he slammed down again and the guy's like and, and oh and the bully had like two little bully sidekicks yeah, like you know henchmen. like little, little like yeah boy yeah what are we gonna do today spike you know right. they, like they like you know <laughs> like they and they look they, they were right out of central casting totally. too they were clearly like people that if they, like if they had been born 60 years earlier they would have been in little in the little rascals oh yeah for sure you know they would just, so anyways, hey. so the kid, so runs the kid like, storms off and, and stallone mad. follows him he's like you know hey, what, uh, uh, you know like says something he's I don't like know. i don't understand why you had to embarrass me like yeah, I, I wasn't trying to embarrass you yeah let me tell you a little and this is where he gives his life lesson yeah this is special monologue nothing you know the world doesn't meet you halfway you got to take what you want. Meet me halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the, yeah. Bear, near, near, near. Yeah, which Music's is the message staying. the message of the movie. The world, yeah, like this movie is so perfectly 80s that it gives you the most Reagan era thought. The world won't help you. You got to grab what you're going to grab from anyone, you know, you, you know, don't let them push you around, you know. It is it is so and and so somehow somehow he just goes to the kid. The kid goes yeah, like okay, and goes back in, and like they, you said best two out of three. You know, like all right, whatever. And the kid immediately wins. Like wait, two. wait, wait, no, no. Before he wins, he put he has the hat on his head, and so he takes the hat. Oh and yeah, flips the hat. Oh, around. because the message is that Stallone's like when I wear this hat, you know, I turn it backwards, and I, you know, I, it's I like feel, a switch. It's like a switch flips. flips. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an I'm an animal. You know, I'm yeah, a I'm, I'm like a machine. I'm like, like, a machine. like this rig. Like this rig. That's yeah. from later in the movie, but yeah. it's beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. sentiment. So yeah, he's so he you know like you know the kid wins his his arm wrestling yeah. match. They're super proud of it themselves. They go right away and, again, right away again, and they get the second know, and, match. And the kid, and he, he wins the second one. I guess takes his buck from this kid. Yeah, yeah it was like a ten to one thing, and like yeah, whatever. So he takes his money, and they run and they call the mom, yeah. and she's so she's very weak, yeah. but she's so excited she's like, to hear. I'm so glad. You yeah. know, the, he, you're bonding with him. And Sloane's on the phone with her in the win- and, and the window outside, the kid's going out, and he's, like, fixing his hair in, like, a stranger's motorcycle, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I was, like, I was expecting something where, like, a biker's going to come out. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Because, like, he just goes, like, he's, like, leaning into, like, the mirror and fixing his hair, <laughs> you know. And, and all of a sudden, you see the kid get grabbed by two guys. And I'm like, Burr. Like yeah. my, my ears sudden, perk up and and action movie. Uh, like look seriously and then and then like Stallone sees it like like too late and he's running out and they, they throw the kid in the car they the car starts driving off Stallone hops in the rig and for a very like it suddenly it's a high speed rig chase it's kind of awesome that in the car like it doesn't last long before the car crashes because the like, Stallone t bones this car with his rig. You know, basic. No, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. No, he pulls his rig in front of the car, yeah. and the car ends up accidentally t-boning his rig. Yeah. You know, and then Stallone gets out and he punches this guy, and the Foley effect is like it is like two pieces of like pork tenderloin <laughs> being slapped together. It is, and, and I wrote in my notes, 45 minutes in, and it's finally a Stallone movie. Yep. You know, like I'm like, all right, I am on board. This movie just got awesome. Yep. And then. Basically, the guys run off, and Stallone and and here's John. John's going and like, where, now, where, where are the police? Yeah, I'm like, because here's the thing. This this is a a high speed car chase in the middle of a downtown area of some unspecified southwestern town. He, I mean, like, there's a huge collision. There's cars driving across lanes. You know, again, people jump out. There's fist fighting. You hear a siren. But that has got to be like an unrelated siren that happened to just be going on when they were filming yeah. because. 
The Nobody next scene, up. the next scene, they're just driving along. I'm like, um, there is no way you're not in jail. Right. You just drove a semi like across like a lawn and like five lanes of traffic, you know, to swerve in front of another car. You know, like it's it's it's, it's insane. There's no, no, no. They should be in a police. Office. I want to say we've got, we've jumped over this a little bit, so I'm just going to catch everybody up to this. We have we've seen a few scenes with Robert Loja. We've seen him with his lawyer. Oh yeah, and his lawyer. He's all 80s lawyer. Yeah. Like his other his lawyer, lawyer's lawyer. His lawyer's lawyer. His like assistant. His, his assistant's his lawyer henchman. and the other. They're all the same character. They I think. really are one person. Just like he has like two people that like seem to serve all the roles. Like yeah. like it's like his lawyer slash like like. I don't know, like his Tom Hagen character, who's like this creepy looking guy, like the creepy looking blonde, blonde guy. guy. And then there's this dude with like a like a permed short curly <laughs> perm and a mustache, mustache who's like his muscle, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you know, and it, it's just poorly Oh, and ugh. then like you know, and and it, it like basically like from there, you know, like yeah, I I, I don't want to. It's it's funny. I, I I can't really focus on the Robert Loggia stuff because it's it's so generic eighties. He's so just generic I'm 80s. like John Q. Evil. No, Richmond, no, but I, what I think it's important know? is that is that you've you've seen a scene between him and the mother, and he's oh like, yeah, and he's basically you know like I don't know what you're doing with this guy. He's like that's my boy. Know, that's, that's my boy. That's my boy. Yeah. And he's like he's like it's not your boy. He's my. It's, it's his, my, son, and, his son. And and his lawyer's and, like, listen, you're never gonna win. Like custody comes up again like yeah, fifty times in all the It's like you're never gonna get custody. Like we've gone over every case for the past century, and nobody, nobody ever wins custody. Because here's the thing, they're still married. Yeah, it's not ever like it's clearly implied that they're just separated. Like yeah. he left, but they never got a divorce. Right, which means that legally, Stallone is his father, yeah. and Stallone has co custody of this child right now. So, and she wants him, and to she wants him to have it. So, like, so there's no, there is no like. Robert Loja's, but Robert Loja is like the Mr. Potter of, of of whatever this place is, you know. So so long story short, they they, they show up Too to late. the I know they show up to they finally pull into the hospital, um, where yeah. we know that they've been having so much fun. They were partying. They got away great. from the cops. Yeah, high five Yeah, everything's great. And they pull in and, and in a in a in a twist of plot, which will surprise nobody. Um, and Stallone goes up like I'm looking for uh, what's his wife's what name? Whatever Cutler, the woman Christina no, Cutler. No, 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 he said Hawk. Oh, right, it was Christina Hawk. That's Christina right. Christina Hawk. I'm looking for. That's her. right. And they're that's like, right. and they look at him, and I thought the joke was going to be like, uh, she didn't keep your last name, you idiot. Was yeah. what I thought. But they're like, oh, you need to talk, to, need to, talk to her. And then they get this doctor who looks kind of like Dick Van Dyke in Diagnosis <laughs> Murder. <laughs> yes. He has like a like this little like curled up so white true. mustache, and he's just and he's. And, and I expect him to have like a really rich cultured voice or something like he looked kind of like Boris Karloff yeah. so I was kind of amazing. like may I help you yeah. but instead he's like the Grinch but instead, <laughs> but instead he's kind of like oh dear <laughs> you know you know uh, the the uh, Christina Hawk uh, she uh, died suddenly in surgery a few hours ago you know it's some sort of a cardiac thing yeah like knows. whatever she died of movie disease yeah right. she died of plot convenience <laughs> so oh no yeah oh dear yeah there you know there's no mother Stallone's the new custodian of this kid. But the thing is, this kid hears this, freaks out, runs off, and he's like, you know, if you hadn't spent so much time driving here, we could have seen her. Yeah. You know? And he, and he, he, gets, he hails I mean, a and, cab. And, and shut up, kid. You get to drive a semi. I don't want to hear it, you <laughs> huge baby. He hails a cab, and he goes to his grandfather's Yeah, who house. knows how long, who knows how long, like, this kid, like, this kid is so spoiled rich. Like, it doesn't even, he doesn't even face yeah, his hail favorite, a cab. This was my favorite part, as John says to me. He goes, he goes, he goes, where, he doesn't even have any money. He just came from military school, and I'm like, like he's not going to show up to the gates of this palatial mansion, and the guard who works there isn't going to pay right, can, the caveat. Speaking of class war, we can see which one of the two of us grew up with a little more money than the other. Because, uh, <laughs> like, had I taken a cab home from anywhere as a child, like my my family would have blinked and said, 
how do you expect to pay for this cab? Because we certainly aren't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I would have been I would have been an indentured servitude to the cab driver forever because I'm pretty sure this cab driver drove him at least three or four hours. Yeah, it was, it was like, a while. Well, like, it wasn't I, that far. They were, no. they were in the oh, same town. Oh, you're right. They you were know, in the same town. Like, I, I just, I, 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 this movie is set in an indeterminate Southwest slash California where I'm yeah. never really sure where they're supposed I to be. Except, unless, except for when they're actually in Vegas. Yeah. And I know they're in California at the end, but I thought he was like maybe in Arizona or New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's really unclear where 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 he's at at any given moment. We yeah. just know there's an expanse of desert and mountains and canyons, you know. So it could be anywhere in the Southwest. Anyway, so um, anyway. the kid the kid goes home and basically Hawk decides I gotta go get my kid. So you he know. drives his rig up to the gates and he's very oh, polite yeah. and they won't let him in. You you're not wanted here. You know. And, you and, 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 and in all honesty. In all honesty, I they have every right to do that technically. However, you know, and he's like, uh, you know, but then they threaten to call the cops if he yeah. leaves. And I, all I can think is, wait, isn't he the father of this child? Yeah, all he wants to do is get his you, you want to call the cops? Then aren't you going to end up having to hand him over? Like, yeah, when I the mean, cops like, get there. I mean, that, you... that would honestly be like when I when I was in college, I worked in a convenience store, and there was this time whenever uh, uh, one of the one of my coworkers caught a guy shoplifting and called the cops on him, and the cops ended up arresting my coworker because there was a bench warrant. That's what this feels like. Mm-hmm. It's like you're calling the cops in order to get yourself arrested. Yeah, it's you like know, the stupidest move you, ever. Like, why, why, how but, does this work? But but, but here's, apparently, but here's the, the here's how it works. Yeah, is because Stallone has had it up to here. Yeah, he's had enough of this BS. And I gotta say, I he starts driving away. He has to back the truck out because you know it's like it's a road, like the way yeah. the road is. He has to back this truck all the way out, so it's beeping and going backwards. I'm like, oh, this is so indignant. And I'm thinking because this movie has been so damn lifetime. Other than like like those couple of punches, I'm thinking to myself. I wish, I just wish he would floor it and go through those gates. I want that to happen so bad, but it's not going to happen. And then, I hear that, and I was like, yes, yes. And I spent the next 30 (laughs) seconds just saying, yes, 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 because he goes through those gates, starts driving through this guy's, like, hoity-toity rich guy, like William Randolph Hearst front yard (laughs) with, like, topiaries and, you know, fountains and pools. He just goes, he drives, like, I want to say he drives, like, a quarter mile of, like, incredibly expensive stuff, just driving through everything with his truck. And he's knocking down these huge, like, like, uh, he's not go through the fountain, he knocks down all of these huge um, um, sculptures. Yeah, there's sculptures. all I'm everywhere. thinking in my brain at this point. Now, this is not what I thought in the '80s when I when I when I've seen this movie, but I did think it now because of you know time lapse. <clears throat> is is don't blink. Whereas I was thinking '80s, I was like I was just sitting there watching this, thinking ah, that's mom's favorite piece. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, like he just like so he goes wrecking in and he comes busting in the door you know and at this point I'm like alright Stallone you were in the right but I think you might not be now yeah. and he, he you know and he's like he comes busting in the door and, and the kid's like dad and Robert Loge is like you stay away from him oh and we are and, about to walk in to now probably my favorite moment in the entire movie because you have not seen the brilliance of acting and and I don't mean acting like He's a really good actor. I mean, acting. acting. Like, if you want like to win, if you want an Academy Award for most acting, most acting, <laughs> Robert, Robert Loja would win it. Oh, he's hands winning most down, acting in this he's moment. He's winning most acting oh. over everybody. Uh, he he wins the most acting. Oh my God! It's like, like what, what is he telling? Oh, like, man. like there was this. It's like it's like there's this great like line. I can't. Like, I, it's like I think I actually. Damn you! Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was the last line. But I, I actually wrote on in my notes. It was Robert Loja does the, the King Lear in the worst production 
ever. Oh my god. How sharp the disturbance to I mean, like, he literally is so... standing on the stairs just like he's, and he is like death metal projecting. Yeah, yeah. Like he sounds like he's singing for like entombed yeah. or something. He's like, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like like I'm pretty sure when they, when they when they yelled cut, he either spat out his teeth or a lung. <laughs> Because, I mean, he's down there deep in I his tire frame. I mean, it, is, so... it is worth and so, that scene alone. And so, you know, he tells him, damn you. Yeah. And, then, and then Stallone just gives his deadpan, damn you, right back. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the cops arrest him. Yeah. And, and, and of course, you know, Stallone, you know, and, he, and the kid's yelling, dad. And there's the whole thing. And he busts through, you know, the kid busts through the, the, the window. The, what is it? Like the Julian uh, uh, balcony. And he's standing yeah. out, looking out at his dad. And the music's going. And there's a music sting. And you see Stallone about to be put in the car. And and the cops were really kind in this moment. I have to give them a little yeah, bit they, of credit. Yeah, they, they allowed well, it's white, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, they allowed that. the scene to be shot so that before actually putting him in the car, they allowed that moment where Stallone could stop, turn his head, look up and see his son looking down on and, him. And and, and, by, and by the way, I don't know how this happens because like like his truck is what I want to establish right now, and we'll come back later. His truck has been driving through all sorts of crap and crashed and stopped, and it's like yeah. on its it's like stuck in the air a little bit. Just I want that established. Yeah, just yeah. want to say just, that, right? Okay, you know, because and it, so he like so he goes to jail, and then which like, by the way is supposed to be like what the county lockup. It's county lockup because like, he hasn't gone to trial yet. Right, and yet there's this. It's it's, it's a, a prison. It's a maximum prison. security it is, prison. It is seriously. It looks like it looks like the the set of like season three of The Walking Dead. It is a prison. Like it's not like it's not like county, you know. This is like this is maximum security, and like he comes out and he, you know to talk to, and it's that creepy, weird pseudo lawyer, uh, personal assistant, blonde guy that we you talked about. You know earlier. that he frequents the Blue Oyster at night. No, and no, he's no. Wearing... Like, this guy, no, th- this guy probably chokes people on film for money. This is oh, like maybe a, this yeah. Is a, this guy is a serial killer. But yeah, and uh, he, like, he but he, but he does it with, with he does it with no socks and loafers because oh, yeah. the way he's oh, dressed. Man, that guy is that guy is so 80s. He's so creepy. He is everything 1987 had to offer in like he probably played a villain at least four so times anyway, on Miami Vice. He, he basically comes in and he gives this this the ultimatum and the ultimatum is essentially, you know, we won't press charges on you and all the crap that you pulled if you will Hand over custody of Michael, and he's like, "I'm not going to do no, that." Why would it, what does Michael have to say about it? To, you want? Why don't you ask him? And I, and there's a long pause after he says that, and I'm like, "What is he just going <laughs> to? How's he going to ask him? He's in he's in maximum security lockup, you know? Like where where is he?" And but like then the kid comes in like after a really awkwardly long pause. Yeah, like, I really thought weird. I really thought there was going to be like the scene is over. Yeah. And then the kid comes in and he's like basically I can't go with you. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. What would what would our life be like? Like I've got here I've got stability and whatever. Right. And, like where you don't even have a home or a right. plan or any. And he, the kid makes a good point because yeah. Stallone is seriously like got nothing. He's got yeah. no retirement. His retirement plan is winning an arm wrestling conte- right. contest in the future. Right. Which that he hasn't is, gone to yet. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. retirement plan. He right. has no. So I understand. Like yeah. as someone who wants a little stability in his he's life. Like, I he's like, see. I know my grandfather. The, I've been here yeah, my like, whole life. And so he makes a good point. He's like, he's my guy. Like, this is the kid, guy who raised me. Like, as much of an asshole as Robert Logier is, he is the man who raised this kid. Right. And the kid's like, I, I'm not going with you. So so he's like, basically, Stallone signs the papers and he's going to No, no, leave. no. He says he, he's going to drop the papers. He's going to drop the papers. Yeah. So we never actually see him sign them. I just oh. want to make that point. I just want to make that point. I, there is, but I want to make the point that they, so they let him out because he promised he might in the future sign? No. There's no way he No, I think I think he does sign the papers. We just don't see the scene of him doing it. Of course you don't it. see that. Okay, okay. Yeah. So so anyway, so, uh, look, so look, we... Look, this movie, this movie may have some really dull stretches, but I'm pretty sure they didn't want to actually have like the, the scene well, of like, a notary would... public like stamping right. it. <laughs> That's a good point. You yeah. know, like, so yeah, so, so he's out 
out of jail and he's and he drives straight to Las Vegas. Right, but but I I have to point out that we are now in a montage. Oh, of course. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, we've missed we, like, there've been like five or six montages. Yeah, but by but this we point. are in a very important montage oh, yeah, because this is the big... because the music the music of the song that I know you know full well and know every lyric to is actually playing. Uh, again, now underneath this montage, and it is a very poignant moment because as Hawk is driving to this arm wrestling uh, convention in Las oh Vegas, God, yes. you see the kid <laughs> is home in the shortest of shorts. Oh man, this kid is in these, these shorts. He's in are, the Adidas short shorts. Oh, these these, these shorts are insane. And like, this is village people shorts. You see him in a, in a in obviously a woman's room, so you just get you figure out. Oh, yeah, it's his mom's room. It's gotta be his mom's, mom's room. room. And he's going through like her whole suite, and he's looking through stuff. He's going through her clothes, and he's ripping things apart, like, and he's smelling looking, things. And it's kind of like, weird. It's kind of weird. You don't quite know what I'm he's like, doing. What is he doing? Yeah, and, and he you, opens and then, a bottom and he opens drawer. a bottom drawer, and he pulls out purses, two purses, and he opens them up, and of course there's a stack of letters. The first part of the letters as he's looking at them are to his mother it's her name on there and then you realize that the the there's letters to him and they've been opened he's never seen them before so he starts reading these letters and he's smiling and he's smiling and laughing and i'm sitting here thinking first of all it made perfect sense to me if the letters were coming to the house and the grandfather was stealing them and not giving them to but, him. But the mother is apparently stealing them. But the mother's stealing them and not showing them to her kid, which makes... Which, which is weird because she wants the father to be in the kid's life. Absolutely no sense. So she's done everything wrong, and that's probably what she died of, like some sort of disease of being wrong. Being an idiot. Like, and I, like, so... Because, oh yeah, just... again, the, her unspecified disease is never... It's never explained. Never specified. She died, again, of Hollywood disease. I remember thinking to myself, every time we would see a little scene of her in the hospital, I'm like, oh... Maybe she has cancer because we don't really talk about cancer. Like we knew about cancer, we said it like here and right, there. But, like it was but like, but it was looked, very much like being at my pretty good yeah, for cancer. It was like it was like be, it was like being at my my family's events where it's like everybody whispers it. You know, it's like being in a Woody Allen film. And it's like everybody, cancer. You know, oh, it's I, like you know, um, she's dying of a case of exposition. Yeah, I mean exactly, and that's it's so so. She's, rid- di- she's dying of plot contrivance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I almost feel like at one point they didn't even think she was going to die, and then they were like, "Oh, like maybe they would end up back together." She you has know? to die, and like, guys. No, she has no, to she die. Has no. to die. Hey, what if she dies? Yeah, yeah. It's, the two, well, it's the two guys. It's like <laughs> guys. I bet Stallone came in. <laughs> what if she, she dies? dies? And like whatever the actresses who played the mothers like. Oh, that okay. just cut my days in half. I was supposed to work eight days. Now I'm working two. Thanks. Oh, you think she worked two days? I, I'm fairly certain. The amount of screen time she had yeah, and the amount the, the this budget probably of this movie. This movie looks cheap, yeah, by the way. that's true. Like, the, the amount of budget this movie had, uh, she had a day. They they rented a room, made it look like a hospital room. They rented one, like, heart monitor thing from, like, Hollywood Heart Monitors R Us. You know, yeah. for one day, I yeah. guarantee you, there's no way she was on the set for more than a day because she's always in that room. Yeah. You know, like, and, and then she had one other day where she took a picture with Stallone and she wedding She took two outfit. pictures. I don't think you you saw the other picture. The other picture looked as, I have never seen a picture in a far enough view back where I really didn't think it would. After you made the Bowie comment when we were watching the movie, I was like, why does the guy, why does Robert Loggia have a, have a picture of Bowie on this? <laughs> bookshelf because she's in this white pantsuit well, you know, with maybe, freaking huge shoulder pants. Maybe, well, again, he, he Giorgio Moroder did did produce. That's true. Uh, you know, uh, Cat People made the song Cat People. Like may, maybe maybe that was a nod to his buddy Bowie. You Could know? have been. Could, uh, who knows? I mean, it was a uh, yeah. Anyway, so so um, yeah. Moving back to the moment. Right, so yeah. So, so the kid now knows his father does love him. Yes. And so now apparently all of his very rational misgivings. 
are gone. gone. And those are apparently rationalizations of, I don't just don't trust you because you never wrote me a letter. And because they've already mentioned that he's going to Vegas, the kid knows exactly where he's going to be. He knows the, the apparently he knows the hotel and he knows exactly oh, and, where and he's going. And this is where the movie gets, the, the movie keeps wanting to be an awesome movie. Yes. So this is where the, like, like I, every time I've gotten really excited about, well, I, I sound excited all the way through this, but every time <laughs> I've gotten like, yes, yes, about the movie, it's like, it's like the kid steals a car because he okay, knows how to wait, drive now. But before he steals the car, he climbs out of his, oh, yeah, he climbs, he climbs out, of his, out of his window and he drops down and you realize that he is in the whitest pants. Oh yeah, he's, he's like, it's the 80s. He's wearing the white, the those white whitest, 80s pants. I mean, I, like pristine. Like it's pristine. Like, it's like a laundry. It's like a Tide commercial. It white, is ex- white. I mean, after after Tide commercial, white pants. Yes. Like these are these are so bright. Like they glow like Tony Robbins' teeth. I mean, they are so bright. He, so and he steals. He, the best part is he walks into the garage and there's like ten cars in there that he could take, and he's like. I'll take the white Jeep because nobody's going to notice me in that, right? So yeah. Well, jumps... considering one of the other ones, I believe, was either a Bentley or a Rolls. Yeah, it's really a good point. Which, I, you know, I think like... you picked the right one. Yeah, and, yeah. and the thing is, I don't know what kind of, like, I guess it's awesome that he has a 10-car garage, but why do all the doors have to open for one car to <laughs> no, leave? Because right. they like... were separate doors, but they yeah. all came up at once, once. Whenever, And he pulls out. So he drives by, and he drives right by, like, the gate. People are like, yeah. what? Where are you, you going? Know, where are you going? You know? Like, and then, of course, Robert Lozier jumps in his, you know, I don't know. In his, in, in, in the Lozier-mobile. You know, <laughs> no, in the Dusenberry. Like, he, he jumps in the big stretch limo. Yeah, you know? a, like, I know. And, and they take, like, it's like, there's a car chase that I guess isn't really a car chase because the kid gets away right away. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how this, like, a professional limo driver failed to be able to follow a 12-year-old whose only previous driving experience was a big rig. Here's where it gets brilliant. Kid, I'm thinking kid's about to drive himself to Vegas because yeah. he's well, probably yeah, but, in California. It makes he's sense. He's in California. It's a long drive, but it's it's not... It's a day drive. It's okay. not like a, it, you know, it, like it's not. But, but, he, but he actually drives himself to the airport and he well, stops at the curb and gets out. And, you know, some guy's like, can't, like can't leave your car here. And, and he throws him the keys and says, fine, you can have it. Right. Which and, is, by the way, again, going back to class privilege. Oh, my God. I wanted to snap that little shit in two when he said that. So, so he, goes, and he goes. And I guess he bought a ticket with whatever money he had in his pocket. I mean, I assume uh, uh, look, he must have. I, pop- I know air fly- travel was cheaper in 1987 than it is now. But there right. is no way. A child, no matter how rich he is, should have enough money to just <laughs> buy a day of ticket yeah. to Las Vegas. You know, so he no. leaves and, and he 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 runs into TWA. Yay, TWA! Uh, speaking of uh, things from the eighties, yes. uh, you know, and he runs into the TWA, you know, terminal, and they they see him or something. I think, or... yeah, they, they they're driving up and they see the car, and so they know yeah. that he's there, but they they don't know where he is. Yeah, and where they're, he's they're going. running to, and, and and like he gets he gets in he gets on the plane, I guess. And then, and, and then you see this little tiny plane. Yeah, there's a jump cut immediately to like a private plane landing in Vegas. I'm like, <laughs> wait, the kid took a private like, I, like because they didn't show the kid buying a ticket. They right. showed him like going on the flight. Right. Like I'm like, and I was like, this little bastard went and got a pri- got his father's private jet. You know, it was the way I was thinking. And I'm like, why did his father grandfather. just call grandfather? grandfather. Oh, yeah, his father's Stallone. That's right. It doesn't matter. I was drinking at that point, uh-huh. so you know, I'm sure I said I'm sure I kept calling him father throughout. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But like so, this, like and it turns out no, it was Loja because it was just cut really bad. Yeah, you know. So they're all everything's coming to a head now. Though we're all heading into my the best part of the whole movie, which is the World Arm Wrestling Championships right. held in the Hilton in Las Vegas, which I I I I'm torn between this might have been a real event or it's completely made up because it felt like a, a, a some of the footage felt the documentary. Best part of it, yes, it really did. And the best part of it is that um. It looks Vegas. It looks dirty and dingy. Oh yeah, and it, like, it, it, it was very nice to see a Vegas that is what Vegas really is. Yeah, so, like it, like it, 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 it's seedy and, and depressing. It almost looks like it took place in like a strip club that they then put like 
really old curtains up. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. And of course, now admittedly, this is pre-family Vegas. This is 1987 true. Vegas. So, you know, like, I get it. But like, this is how Vegas feels to me when I'm there. Yeah. Like, it's so dirty you know, it's and like, dingy. it's just dingy. Nobody wants to You know, be there. everything may, may be bright, but it's just disgusting yeah. and smoky and just Gross. foul and sad. So, so, and so there's this, there's this great scene of like, this montage is up the wazoo of like, all these crazy arm wrestling guys. Well, wait, wait, plot point though, is that Hawk drives his rig and he has oh, to oh, sell Hawk, his Hawk rig. Hawk sells his rig, which again, to go back, how does he have that rig in perfect condition to sell it in the first place and drive it all the way to Vegas, yeah. considering... He was in a it, car chase and then crashed yeah, in the thing. Like it's and... been crashed into like five times. But he sells it for like $7,000. No. And then he goes in and he's like, what are this the odds? This is all montage music, by the way. Montage music's going on throughout, and then like, but it cuts a little bit. He's like, what are the odds on Lincoln Hawk? And it's like <laughs> 20 to 1, you know, which, which is used in the trailer to yeah. uh, great effect. <laughs> you know, yeah. And he's like... I'll put seven thousand dollars on it, you know. So it's like, it's like, oh wow, all right, you are you are pretty good, you are pretty confident. That's like I like you're that. gambling or something I, like that. That's real gambling. gambling, yeah, something like that. You know, and then so they did. There's this like, and you see this montage of these awesome arm wrestling yeah, guys, and amazing. I want I wanted to see a movie about these guys. To be yeah. honest, if we could see like a Dirty Dozen starring the arm wrestlers <laughs> from this movie, I would watch that in a minute. And we have walked now into the mecca of the product placement because every shirt and hat is. Uh, let me let me well, let me. There's a few that aren't like. Like the like the villain, you know, the villainous arm wrestler who like he seems to take over the, the villain role from Robert Loggia at a certain point in the movie towards the end, which is really strange, right? You know, but like, but yeah, he he has he has a shirt that says Blaster, and there's another dude who has a shirt called that says Fubar, right? And that dude is named John Grizzly, by the way. So we have Brute, which we've mentioned already. We've got Toyota, Alka Seltzer, Volvo, Budweiser, Sports Cream. And Maglite, just to name a few. Oh, although at one point he does come out with a Maglite. That, that, that's right. He was, he yeah. was when he was when I forgot Stallone came running out with a Maglite when he slaps yeah. that guy with the meat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, earlier <laughs> in the movie, like he's he's got a but like yeah like but like these these people like there's all these people are all like crazy dudes in tank tops, like big big like fat strong dudes. Like that's why I think it may be it may be real because like these guys look like like. The kind of guys you see in strongman things, where they're kind of tubby and weird, and they're not like cut, you know. So they're like so to even, wrap it up. Yeah, but just so you know, this is probably oh, the most exciting part of the movie. Yet, oh. yet to 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 make it to just so you know, like to walk you through this entire part of the movie doesn't Makes even no make sense. sense. No, no. The most important thing to know though is after, there's been some montages. Stallone has a. Uh, has uh, one he wins a bunch and yeah. like oh my god this guy's coming up out of nowhere and then he goes up against Fubar yeah <laughs> John Grizzly and loses however and John Grizzly at this point by the way is drinking gasoline yeah literally he's already, drinking he's gasoline. already eaten a cigar a lit cigar and now he's drinking gasoline yeah he's like like he's like George the Animal Steel he's amazing he's crazy. and I like I want him to be the star of the movie right. not Stallone to right. be honest <laughs> not that Stallone's doing a bad job no. really I can't critique his performance no. but but so but at, at, so he loses this match he's holding his arm it's obviously but, he's torn something but we something. also haven't mentioned that just so you know and they have mentioned it now as many times as we oh, know that there's God, custody foreshadowing. Is, 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 as much as we know that there was a custody now, battle now we want to remind you this, this is, is a, a double, double elimination. elimination round you can lose one match and still win you know like yeah. they said that so many times when they said that the first time I said okay so he loses one right we get all it. knew and then they say it ten more times yeah. at least you and hear it all like the way at the through. end I wrote we get it at one point for yeah. that so, so anyway so he's, he's holding his arm he's holding, he's holding his arm and, the, and, the, and basically someone says hey Hawk 
you know, and it's one of the henchmen for the Loja. And he's like, you know, Loja wants to see you, whatever, you know, <laughs> Loja, Loja wants to Cutler see, wants, Cutler to, see wants you, to see you, you know. And uh, I have not made one Chicago Bears joke, and I'm not going to. So so then we get to the one last scene with Robert Loja trying to buy off Stallone. Because right. he knows he wants the kid a, wants Right, him. he's going to give him the money that he would make on, on, the, on winning. He's giving him the truck. And, and the he's truck him, that he no, would no, win. No, 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 that money is extra. Oh, that money, that's no. right. Like, he doesn't know Stallone has gambled. The only prize in this oh, is a $250,000 Volvo truck. You're right, right. That's what you win, which that's is why prize. he was able to to sell his truck and why he put and the money down. But he's putting his... the money down so he can get, like, $140,000. Right. Uh, but, like, Loja's offering him $500,000 and, uh, like, a, and, like and, and you see Cutler trucking, so you learn that, obviously, this guy is, like, a big trucking guy. Right. Oh, and all these arm wrestlers are, by the way, apparently from different trucking-related teams because right. it's, like, the Teamsters have a guy and, yeah. like, other – like and then and he represents the independent truckers. Right. But, like, so Loja's trying to bribe him, and he's like, you know, he's like no. You know, basically – He's like, I already gave you the kid. I already gave you the kid. What do you want from me? He's like, I want you out of his life. I don't want – I want you to go away. And this one's, like, basically, like, screw. And he goes walking, and he's like, I'm not done talking to you. He's like, I'm done. And this guy is standing in his way. <laughs> the, the, the big curly-haired bodyguard with the mustache is blocking the, the these uh, glass doors and man those are like Chekhov's gun right there you yep. see in that and he's blocking him it's like and I'm like please please become a Stallone movie again for like five seconds and probably my favorite moment <laughs> of Stallonery in the entire movie <laughs> is he just he just basically punches this dude through, through the, doors. the doors like sugar glass everywhere like balsa Gorgeous wood flying moment. like he demolishes the doors and he just walks through and goes back to the round you know and he's lost his he's lost his mojo and the kid comes up and says dad i believe in you yeah you know you get i want to be with these you. guys are pretty big yeah. you're pretty big yeah you know and so there's big swelling music long story short life, life doesn't meet you halfway dad you gotta do it yourself and, there's a lot of like like artificial tension being built up to the end. Like they have to get strapped together because their hands are slipping apart. Yeah, you know, and he's he's he he wins all his matches. Uh, like nearly he nearly devastates this guy who looks like a buff Lando Calrissian. <laughs> like there's this whole big build up to this one. That, like two or three minutes of like posturing and whatever, and then Stallone just goes bam and slams his arm down. It is funny as hell. I yeah, will say it's that a really was funny. A, that moment. was probably the high the biggest laugh I got in the whole movie. Yeah. You know, because so this, and then of course he he the, the last guy that he's that he's that he's uh, going against. It's is Bull, Bull Hurley. Hurley. You know, like, and Bull Hurley, this man mountain is like in his face. And there's lots of great close up of this guy with these ice blue eyes and this huge Fu Manchu. And they're like, he is, his face is filling the it, screen. And in perfect 80s fashion, it is slow mo with chewy. <laughs> yeah. That is literally. The, <laughs> <laughs> and grunts galore. I mean, oh, it is gorgeous. Stallone wins by going over the, the top. top. I mean, shocker, it is right? fan so, damn-tastically so, stupid. And it kind of ends with basically you know like the kid is like I want to go away with you and that's kind of how it ends and they leave and they leave together and that's kind of and the that's end. the end of the movie and the credits start running and that's where we get to a segment of the show we like to call loose, loose ends. ends so let's talk about a couple of the loose ends we did we kind of mentioned them on the way in yeah. so so plot point wise um we he don't know his, what, well one he gets his truck back somehow like no no, no he gets he wins that truck no no he gets his truck back after he goes out of jail even oh right 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 and it hasn't been wrecked right exactly you know like it, like, <laughs> it hasn't been impounded as evidence like, right and like I, I, I'm surprised that even if he's not pressing charges, the police aren't, right. aren't pressing some charges for we what he's done. We have no idea what he did because the kid even asks him later again in the movie, like, Dad, you know, can I ask you a question without you getting mad? And he's like, sure. And he's like, tell me what you did, you know. And, and he says, well, I, I my, my reasons. reasons. And I feel like that's Why a... did you leave us? I had my reasons. I, did, did, did they just, like, say, like, yeah. I feel like, 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 like Stallone has turned into, like, 
whatever Sterling Stillowell or whatever the other guy's name is. Like, I, I Sillafan. Sterling Sillafan or whatever. He's just like, you know, he's like, that guy's got to be like, okay, it's so sly. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Sillafan. I'm sure you have a rich baritone, but this is my impression of you. <laughs> so, um, at this point, we got to come up with a, you know, what he, what he did, you know, and someone's like, no, nah, man, just put it a placeholder. Just say I have my reasons. We'll yeah. write it later. Yeah. We'll write it later. It's no big deal. <laughs> Here's a Ritz cracker. Yeah, a Ritz cracker with egg on it. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> you know. So, so yeah. So we don't know that. We also don't know what we 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 know. Plot convenience is what the mother died of. Yeah, we know the mother died of plot convenience. We he may or may not have sold drugs. He, right. Yeah. He he. There may be something involving the Cutler truck. Like maybe there's a really long director's cut. I feel that, like, like there's a director's cut where the cut where I he don't think met, I can watch the director's cut. Met, he must have. Here's my opinion. There he should be a flashback met, at some point. I swear. There. He must have met the daughter. The his wife. Through the father on the trucking company thing, because he's a trucker. Right, yeah. Okay, maybe, Cutler yeah. has a trucking company. It makes sense. That maybe, maybe Cutler is, I feel like Cutler's involved in the drug trade. Yes. But they never, here's the thing. It's, and it's he kind pins of, it they, on, and he but, pins, but the thing is, there's no, lot there's of money. no, but there's no real evidence of that in the movie, and the mother's like, kind of like, you know, like, you, you should get together. Oh, and oh, I forgot Cutler has a, an incredibly shitty line during, that I, that makes, that really is what makes Stallone leave. He's like, this boy is all the family I have. My daughter's dead, you know. And then he says, "You've never had anything, yeah. So it doesn't matter. matter. To You're you. not losing anything. You're not losing anything. Yeah, which is the shittiest. Yeah, which explains why this kid is so shitty. This kid needs to get away from Robert Lozier because he is basically raising him to be the worst human being on the planet. Pretty much, you know. So, but um, so but my for me, my favorite plot hole, and you you kind of half filled it earlier with he just said I'll draw up the papers but yeah. again I don't think he would have been let out without signing it well, how does Robert Loja who now has legal custody legal of this child of this just be like well darn it I lose yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't I mean even the man has him. put every amount of money and power to bear that he can to get Stallone screwed over like it's almost like when Stallone wins he's like well, he beat me fair and square. Yeah, I know. Yes, yeah. I can just. I, didn't we say that? that? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, we well, done. you win. I, <laughs> good show, I'm, man. I've been <laughs> bested by by a good man. I, I salute you uh, as Robert Lozier. And now I shall retire to my room for a scotch. I mean, it's like the most ridiculous thing. So I do feel like there must be plot points we're missing because they like cut them out of the movie I mean, or whatever. Like, if I didn't know, like, like I can't imagine this is an edited for like why no, would they edit I mean, it? No, I just know? think it's just poorly. Like it's a cheap, edited. cheap DVD. But of course it's a cheap DVD. No one made a nice my DVD other, of over the top. I my didn't other even... favorite moment is that literally the movie goes from your lifetime movie with a few fun, you know, punchy, punchy moments um, to. Essentially, an arm wrestling documentary. Oh, because yeah. Because they have pulled these guys out to have con- like, like yeah. There's there's moments where these characters are talking directly to the camera, yeah. and it's like it's, it's like, like no, interviewing them. It's like it's interviewing them. And it's like <laughs> did you just break the fourth wall? So unbelievable. Like, and it, it it's so jarring. And the thing is, the best thing is the trailers on this DVD. And in the trailer, they have one of those scenes. And I'm like, it's jarring in the trailer too. I'm like, oh. how is this? This doesn't make any sense. At all. I also love that in the trailer, they must have shot that scene where he says, you know, you can use me as a pillow. Come on. I mean, it's okay. You can lay on me. It's okay. And then and then you wake up the next morning and, and uh, Stallone is oh, laying on the right. kid. Yeah, the kid's in laying the, on in him. The, in the trailer, in the, trailer. the like, kid's that laying. In the that movie. didn't happen in the movie. We never saw that. That's the whole point yeah, that's of like, that. That's, that's coverage that uh-huh. was not used. in the, But they do that all the time. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. But I just, I mean, but, yeah. we're but my big, Again, my, big, my biggest plot point of all, my biggest loose end is literally that Robert Loja wins no matter what. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Stallone gets his truck and his pride and his dignity well, and his son's love. Loja but- says to him, when, when he, before he knocks the dude in, through the door, he says to him, he says, so you're going back on your word? And, and Stallone's like, yeah, I'm going back on my word. And By like, the way, that's our hero, ladies and gentlemen, a man who goes back on his word. Yeah, but here's the best part. It's like, you can go back on your word all you want. You, he's signed, about, a you document. signed a document and he's got the law behind him. So, like, I don't You've see. You've lost. Like, there's no way. In, like, it, 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 it really is that movie logic of, well, you've bested me. You've bested my champion Which fairly. Which is what brings me And by me the way, back. Robert Loja is not connected to this, this other. That's a big, big problem I have because in a good Stallone movie, Robert Loja has hired this guy to shame and humiliate this this bull Harley. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's hired this guy to destroy Stallone's reputation. Like he's pulled this guy out of the out of the freaking swamp. That's not what happened. But no, no, they're not connected. So basically, it's like this contrived. Like again, like I said, Robert Loja ceases being the villain the moment Stallone punches this dude through a window. Now, now I will say this: Robert Loja just steps back, in the background and just go, sulks. If we go back to a dumb, very loose end of dumbness, is that instead of actually drawing up the papers and making him sign them before they let him out, what they've done is they've taken him on his word. And, <laughs> no, but just wait, because he says, "I'll give you the boy," but he doesn't necessarily. He hasn't signed anything. That you know, I, I, that is a possibility, and I guess that's the only way it could possibly work out. But that, like, that actually that opens up a whole nother can of worms about why on earth would Robert Loggia, a man with an Agreed. army of lawyers, Agreed. and who's obviously never trusted Stallone ever, and thinks he's a scumbag. Movie logic. I'm just saying. I know. And, All right. and again, and 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 I know. Like, I think if this movie had more punching. And more guns, and more car chases. I would be fine with these logic flaws. Yes, but that you know, like basically, this movie is committing a cardinal sin of try of having action movie logic without an action movie around it. Yeah. Um, and that b- brings me, I guess, at this point to uh, the question I'm going to ask you. You know, which will be a- whoever shows the movie gets asked this question: Was this movie worth revisiting? Oh, okay. So this is a hard – I'm going to just preface this by saying this is a hard question, and this is going to be hard every week, I think, or you know, every, every episode we do, because I do believe that the nostalgia part of me loves this movie. I've seen this movie a number of times, saw it a lot of times as a kid. I haven't seen it in about 15 years. And, and there's this part of me, the fact that I still remember every lyric – you know, to that horrible song. The fact that, I, I mean, I remember this plot. I remember being really into it. I, you know, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> shut up. I, the, the, I was really into a lot of dumb things. The grown-up grown in me looks at this and can laugh about and how. And the kid in you loves the frosted seaweeds. <laughs> it's so true. I honestly, I, I would say it, yes. Yeah, for nostalgia purposes, it is worth revisiting. For plot, Run, run as far as you can. This thing does not hold up. Um. Oh, so then the question I then throw at you, John, is um, was this worth watching? Because for yeah. the person who right, yeah, as an adult, movie, is yeah. this worth me? Not an adult. Me, you're not well, an adult. all right, as a grown up, as, as someone with a, a physically mature body, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> you know, who has passed puberty, is this movie worth watching? Um, I, you know that it, it's weird because. Like, this movie is, like, I, I've probably said it already, this movie is neither fish nor fowl. Mm-hmm. It is not an action movie like it should be. It's not like a trucker, fight, like, bar fight. It's not an every which way but loose, right. you know, like it should be. You know, it's, you know, it, it, it and it's, it's also not fully a Lifetime movie because it's got, like, but it feels more like a Lifetime movie than an action movie. You know, like, the moments in the movie where it, where it becomes an action movie 
I love it for its dumb, cheesy, full-on, like, yep. Stallone 80s-ness. I love when he punches that dude through the window so much. I love when he drives that truck through the gate. You know, I love, I love like, the slow-mo arm wrestling. You know, I love those moments. I love when he hits that dude and it just sounds like a meat hammer. Just, like, slap. Like, it sounds like he's punching that side of beef in Rocky. Okay. It is glorious. Okay. But... God, it is so full of the most maudlin, <laughs> ugh, crap. Like, like I'm glad I saw it, but I, it's one of those, like, it's, you know, if you want, you know, a bad, like, and it looks cheap, too. That's yeah. nothing. I would, I would get into that. It looks so cheap. This is a movie that was made, like, not long after Rambo, you know, like, like, and, like, before, like, some of his other bigger hit movies, like, it was, like all right, Cobra was the previous movie before that, which was not a big hit and was terrible, and it's probably another stay tuned on that one. But, like, this, like Stallone was the, one of the biggest box office draws in the world at this point. What is he doing making this low-budget Golan Globus? Like, this is a movie that should have had Chuck Norris in it or, or like... Or, or like Michael Dudikoff, or you know, like it does it it does not it does is not it, warrant a Stallone level caliber for that. But he must have been ninety eight percent of the budget. Was it worth watching? Qualified, yes. All right, <laughs> I, I, all right, fine, fine. I just wanted to get that out all there, right. you know, like my my take on it. But all right, well, um, I think that's pretty much wraps it up for this week's uh, yeah, match. We've, made we've in already space. gone. We've already gone a minute and a half past our drop dead point of how long we were willing to talk. <laughs> Turns out we were even more rambly than we thought. <laughs> Maybe we'll edit it down. You know, excise out all of Ali's part, so it's just the breathless monologue for me about how insane this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> um, we really thank you for uh, being a part of this with us. And, you know, in episode we, one. we we are. Uh, hopefully we'll have our website up and running yeah. uh, by the time this uh, well obviously if it, when it gets posted it'll be on the website yeah. so our website is matchmadeinspace.com yep. no A just matchmadeinspace and you can contact us uh, with, you know if you have any you know if you have any questions, questions. Uh, comments or anything like that um, you can contact us at matchmadeinspace at gmail.com and you know just in case you didn't know that is an 80s movie reference, and uh, if you don't know what that is, you, it's a movie we'll probably never do because we've both seen it so many times there's no reason, and right. you've probably seen it so many times that if you're not getting this, you'll slap yourself when you figure it out. Yep. Um, it's, and honestly, it's going to probably be in the picture on the website. Yeah, you'll probably, <laughs> so see it you'll real probably fast. figure it yeah, out. Yeah, really quickly. It, we're still building the website, but we wanted to record this while yeah. Over the Top was fresh in our minds. That's right. You know, like before I completely forgot anything about it, other than the fact that Stallone drove a truck through a gate and punched a dude through a door, <laughs> which is all I'm going to remember within a week. Thank you so much. Uh, this is Match Made in Space signing off. All right. Adios. Adios.